raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. So as we know, what's happening in Israel is affecting everything. But as we also know, as we talk about on the show all the time, day in and day out, there is no bigger story than the border. The southern border of the United States is the biggest and most important story in the United States because from that, all danger flows. All of the cultural conversations flow. And now we have possible Iranians coming through the border. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, always a pleasure. I spoke with Griff Jenkins from Fox News earlier about this. He was at the border and you'll actually hear the boats go by as Border Patrol is trying to stop people from crossing. He's he's talking to me, he's reporting on what he's seeing literally right behind him. But the bigger story was about a week ago that Griff reported, and this was the headline over at Fox News, thousands of quote-unquote special interest aliens from Middle East countries stopped at southern border since 2021. That was followed up four days later. Officials apprehend two Lebanese nationals at the southern border amid terror concerns. And then less than a day ago, less than 24 hours ago, U.S. Customs confirms fourth Iranian, quote, special interest alien, unquote, apprehended this month in Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, Griff, normally in any other day would be like, see, the border is a problem. Now we're tying it to a terrorist attack from Hamas. What is it that you're hearing about these quote-unquote special interest aliens? Well, good morning, Tony. And listen, you can't separate what's happening at our southern border from what you're watching play out over in Israel and the horrific terrorist attack because we have these special interest aliens that are mixed in. Now, I'm in Eagle Pass standing right now, Tony. At this very moment, I'm literally in Eagle Pass. We've had multiple groups. You've got the Texas National Guard standing on one side of the razor wire, migrants on the other side of the wire, as we're speaking, trying to get through here. And most of the migrants in this area have been from Venezuela and Ecuador. And I'll quickly just ask these migrants. So these migrants are literally trying to get across the wire now are from Venezuela. But it is the special interest aliens you mentioned that has really got officials on uh, high alert because you've had in just the Eagle Pass Del Rio sector in the first 14 days of the fiscal year, this year began on October 1st, you've had four Iranians apprehended in just this sector across the entire southwest border. You've had more than 30 Iranians in the big news that we just broke this morning is that we know of at least two instances in which Iranians apprehended at our border in the past 14 days. And excuse me, as the Border Patrol airboat goes down the river as they try and patrol it, not only looking for migrants crossing, but also contraband, narcotics, as well as doing life-saving because it's a dangerous river and we have multiple groundings every week in this sector. But the news is that the Two instances of Iranians that have been apprehended hit the terrorist screening database. So when these special interest aliens, whether they're from China, Russia, Syria, Lebanon, or Iran, they're separated from the other migrants and go through a extensive uh, deep vetting. And in two instances, they have hit this terrorist screening database, meaning that they potentially have terrorism connections and could potentially pose a significant and serious threat to the homeland. In fact, don't take it from me, Tony, 
anybody can go out there right now at this moment and Google DHS Homeland Threat Assessment. Every year, DHS puts out what they see as the threat and as it relates to the border, to the homeland. And in it, they say specifically that individuals who could pose a potential terrorism threat to the United States continue to try to attempt to enter the homeland. That's their language, not mine. And they specifically highlight the country of Iran as being the the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism and very active in trying to enter our homeland. Now, make the connection. We know Iran is behind the Hamas attack in Israel. We know Iran is ratcheting up as late as yesterday afternoon, saying that they are going to potentially get involved if Israel does go into Gaza, which we know is a matter of when, not if. And so as all of this is playing out, you cannot take your eye off of what's coming across our open border because it's never been more unsecure. In this sector, by the way, and then I'll shut up because I've given you a lot of information, in just this Eagle Pass sector where we just rattled off the people coming across, you have about 35 to 40 agents on shift every day. It's a small sector. Of the 40 people, 90%. More than 35 of the 40 are literally under that bridge you see in my live shot every day processing migrants. It's left more than 60 miles of unsecure border, wide open, unmonitored, unpatrolled, and unsecure that anything, cartels, terrorists, drugs, you name it, can cross. And that is why it's such a uh, serious threat and concern to officials while we look at what can happen in Israel could happen here god forbid now i i want to go back to this idea of of who is crossing the border when i was visiting mccallan uh, just a few months ago to see chinese nationals grown men uh just waiting to not just be processed but looking for support looking for food and in these in these shelters that you often see like in mccallan right near the the bus station there uh it, it was a jarring sight and we see constantly the idea of single adult males crossing the border this is one of the great differences in the border than let's say 10 years ago or 20 years ago when it was clearly women and children or a family affair and we have discussed the threat of this and the illogical nature of this of allowing single adult males into the 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 country the connection of what we're seeing to the tsdb as you described it on on twitter x at griff jenkins that's two f's at griff jenkins on twitter x this terrorist screening database how what is the usual number that is hit or is, is this uptick or is this is this a question of well they're here and we're seeing what's happening in israel so there's more worry I'm going to answer that in just one second, because in the last fiscal year, you had 151 migrants in the terrorist screening database, which was more than the six previous fiscal years combined. But you're going to hear the bow behind me, because literally, as we've been talking, I watched three Mexican Marines chasing one, two, three, four, five migrants, all single males, look to be in about their 20s, crossing the, the, the Mexican military, chase them down a hill they're running from mexican authorities mexican authorities couldn't stop them the four migrants walking across right now in uh right now in in the middle of the river and in the border patrol boat you can see they're i guess gonna try and either stop them or at this point once they get to the u.s side there's nothing we can do tony and this is literally 
how not only migrants from Central and South America, which is what we see a lot of Venezuelans and, and Central Americans in this area, but also people from as far as China are doing to exploit our open border. And right now, playing out before my eyes, and as we are live with you, it is literally happening all day long right here, and there's nothing that our Border Patrol can do. By the way, you mentioned the Chinese over in McAllen. In the first 14 days, there is nearly 2,000 Chinese migrants have crossed in just the past 14 days. He mentions the first 14 days because it's a new fiscal year for the government's calendar for, for government funding. Talking to Griff Jenkins of Fox News, you can catch him weekends as the co-anchor of Fox News Live and nobody does the border quite like uh, Griff covering the border before it was cool. But before you, you were covering the border, you were covering the Middle East. I remember you being embedded, uh, whether it be the invasion uh, of, of Iraq or some of the, the, the other things. Your sources in Israel, you know, you talk about the imminent nature of a ground invasion. You hear Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, say that, you know, they're going to uh, rip out Hamas with force. What are you hearing about this potential ground invasion? And what are your people, as I mean, I don't mean to ask two questions at once. What are your people uh, in D.C. telling you about congressional response? Well, you know, let's start with that. I mean, the congressional response, and I was talking to someone in Kevin McCarthy's office this morning because I'm just purely curious when it is that the House of Representatives, which is now being controlled by Republicans, might get their act together because now you're going there with you there. And that's the boats again. More migrants are crossing up the river. It's an active situation all day long. Whether it is a response to what's happening in Israel or something to be done to secure this doggone border. The House Republicans, of course, don't even have a speaker. We're told the latest intel is that we might get a vote for a speaker come Tuesday. But you're listening to the boats. I've got literally migrants running from Mexican police right in front of us doing nothing, let alone Republicans being able to respond to what's happening in Israel. And, you know, just for everybody who forgot... The legislative branch originates, bills start in the House, then they go to the Senate. Well, without a speaker, nothing can go to the floor. So literally, the legislative branch of our U.S. government has been effectively paralyzed for the better part of two weeks. And that is not a good situation when you consider the gravity and the magnitude of what's playing out on our southern border and in the Middle East as we continue to send more USS carriers, battleship groups over there, because this situation, this powder keg in Israel could turn very quickly into a more regional war. And that that's a, a, a sobering thought for a Monday morning with the stakes so high. Now, just to your other question, Tony, you talked about my sources. I've been in Gaza. I've been in every war zone of the planet in the last two decades. And when you talk, I remember uh, they, they had a uh, Medal of Honor recipient, Del- David Delavia, earlier this morning on Fox. I was listening to him. He was talking about how dense and heavy the fighting was in Fallujah. I was in Fallujah in 2004, 5, 6, and 7. It's unbelievably dangerous urban warfare because in every window, in every nook and cranny, an enemy rifle is pointed at you. An IED is laid on the ground. It doesn't matter how 
badass your Navy SEALs are, they're going to come under fire. And that's what the IDF is going into. And not only are they going into it <clears throat> in the military when you talk about softening the target, meaning bombing the heck out of them to lay down you know, an easier path into where you're going, you've seen the bombing in Gaza. But here's the problem. You got more than 100 hostages in there, so you can't bomb everywhere because you might injure the hostages you're going in for. And even if you get into the hornet's nest of Hamas to start eradicating it, they possibly have those hostages uh, 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 on on the location. And then that can significantly changes the, 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 the battle dynamic. And so what you're about, what we are in for, what's coming, Tony, is going to be some of the most brutal, bloody fighting block by block, foot by foot, inch by inch in Gaza, because it is among the densest of urban populations uh, on the planet and the most dangerous. I mean, people have talked about it a little bit, but you have from, from the southern tip to the northern tip of the Gaza Strip, along the coastline, it's 25 miles. Along the Israel eastern border of the Gaza Strip, it's only 36 miles. So you're talking about having to put in a very large uh, uh, fighting force for a very intense battle in what is a very small area. And, you know, what IDF hopefully has some intelligence, but certainly can't have all the intelligence, is the, the tunnels that are underneath Gaza. And, and, and the, I think we are in for something that, that really even the most seasoned warrior can tell you he doesn't know what's next. And you've got the rubble all over the place from the airstrikes, which make it very impassable. Those tunnels are unbelievably fortified with concrete, and the, the bunker busters have not been able uh, to destroy them. You are, you are certainly not wrong about the intensity. Griff Jenkins right there. Can't thank you enough. Uh, catch him weekends over at Fox News on Fox News Live. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.